This is Alexander Darwin McAllen. You're listening to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here, joined as always by Paul Brown. Yaha. Now, a uh, bit of something to get out of the way. I'm not sure when this is going up. Because this is a Thursday, me and Paul are sitting here on a Thursday. And this might go up on Sunday. Well, that was your fault for coming up on a Thursday. Well, <laughs> I'll get into why I had to come up on a Thursday, Paul, shall I? Because, obviously, well, our last episode I had to upload on Monday... Because obviously we had to, we put out a late interview and I wanted to give people a chance to listen to the interview, which is yeah. a great interview. You should listen to it. Okay. And so I put that on one day, and then we had our Alexander Darwin McAllen interview, which I posted today again today Thursday as we're recording. Okay. And it's up now. Hopefully people will listen to it by the time this goes up. And also, now tomorrow I have uni. I was maybe in uni today, but I was not feeling very well. Whilst you're regale people with your tail, could you pass me that iron brew, please, Scott? Thanking you. Anyway, so yeah, there's that. So I've uni tomorrow, and then on Saturday, as you know, I'm going down to Blackpool, and I won't be back until the Sunday. So either this will be uploaded Sunday, depending on when I get back, or it may be uploaded the following Monday. He's going to Blackpool, last stop before death. <laughs> I'm sure it's not on the sign, but it's sure it will be soon. Yes. <laughs> so yes, yes, I'm not quite sure when this is going up, but... You will see the world in not in black and white but in grey. So I won't talk a lot about uh, NXT Takeover or Blackpool other than what you should listen to if you haven't already watched it already. Is you should go to Eat Sleep Sleep Play Three Treats Back Catalog and listen to a preview show with myself, my brother and Gary Kernan, a show which I hosted. Cool. My hosting debut at Eat Sleep Sleep Play Three Treats. I was gonna mention me hosting the show last week, but it hadn't yet been made official that I was gonna be the host. Ah. So I don't want to talk about it before it made official. I see. Yeah. Other than that, how are you, Paul? I'm great. Yes, you're regaling me with what was something that put you in a good mood. Before. Yeah, Brian bought a new telly for the house. A big 50-inch motherfucker. It's awesome. And we watched Spartacus on it, which is, if you people haven't watched it, then fuck's sake, watch it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. If you like bloody violence and sex and... Bloody violence and sex and intrigue and Roman backstabbing nastiness and John Hanna, mm-hmm. you know, it's awesome. Where mm-hmm. there is, is women's and men's and lots of men's actually, you know, I found it very appealing. <laughs> we're all we're all we're all oily and muscular, so it appealed to me greatly. I'm sure it did. And there was swords and chopping and shit. It was great. It was fantastic, but. Big fucking TV. Uh-huh. And and we got a new kettle, which is better than my mother's kettle. And Isn't that always the goal? Yes, to have, lord it over your mother for having a better kettle. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a sad, sad, pathetic goal of mine, but it is one I've achieved nonetheless. Right. And the best thing, my hair looks fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> and I... I I do mean to be so vain because my my hair is my hair is my being. Right. <laughs> I I love my hair, mm. and it loves me, because I take so much care of it. 
And before you came up, I was watching Frasier on the Big Bastard TV. Yeah, and I watched Frasier before I came up, so hopefully this Frasier review goes better than it did last week. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we can, but hope. Because I did say it last week, it was a good episode up until the Frasier bit. Yeah, and then we, when we bombed. Mm-hmm. It was it was awful. Speaking of things being good up until a point, uh, it's up now, and if you haven't listened to it already, you should uh, eat Miller Eats Eats Super Podcast. I was a part of my brother listed it. The, a Royal Rumble quiz. Royal Rumble quiz. Each participant, six rounds, lowest score in each round is eliminated until we get down to the final two. And uh, I got down to the final two. I was doing well. Like Each round was possible out. Every question was worth one point. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, you had to name two people. You had to get both names to get the one point. No half points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It was out of five. There were five possible points in each round. This is how it went. Round one, five out of five. Round two, five out of five. Round three, five out of five. Round four, four out of five. But, you know, it was a question I wouldn't know of and nobody else in that round got to it anyway. Yeah, okay. All right, right then five out of five. Got to the sixth round. I was doing so well. It was the last two questions <laughs> that, fuck, that I stumbled at the hurdle. You know what they were? What? One of them was, one of them was a Keenan-related question. Go on, then. Believe oh, that. I bet you felt... Well, I'd talk about that one. Mm-hmm. What was it like? I'm going to see if I can answer them. It was Kane has the most overall Rumble eliminations, like of all yeah, time, like yeah. he's on recorded Rumbles. What is the number? I guessed 43. Yeah. Because I'd seen the WWE video that said 43, and that was in 2017, where he and he hadn't been in a Royal match. Didn't he? he wasn't in the 2017 Rumble, and at 2018, he was in a Triple Threat match, and he wasn't in the Rumble match. Uh-huh. So that's fair. I assume 43 is the right number. I went with that. David Hockley, who was, who was the other guy. And then you put forty four, and apparently it's forty four for some reason. Why? I don't know how. I don't know how because there are other somewhere other places that it's listed as forty three. Some places this is forty three. Okay, so what was the other question? The other question was true or false? The last seven out of ten, seven out of the last ten uh, Rumble winners have gone on and lost their their match at Mania, which is true. And deep down, I knew it was. Then when we were getting put it down, my brother didn't put a timer on to put ramp up the pressure. Went five, four. And for reason, I put false, and it wasn't until we handed over and you went, oh. it, I suddenly realised I was just going like, <laughs> that is not the question. Because by the way, when it got, I got a question earlier on about Takamichi Noku. It's what new current New Japan wrestler was thrown out of the two thousand Rumble despite not being in it, and it was because they needed a different yeah. face. For. I he got broke that. His he, face. he didn't because he got the keen question right. It was fifth. It was tied. It was neck and neck. It came down to the last question. He put true. I under pressure accidentally put false. He fucking took it. He swooped in, so he did that. Swooped in. Swooped in. Stole the belt from me. And you, you couldn't. You technically couldn't say Funaki, even though he was similarly thrown yeah. out. But he was. I don't believe a New Japan wrestler. No, not right. No. He is SmackDown. He's number one announcer. Oh, he's still working for WWE doing the Japanese commentary. Yeah, I know, and he looks so old. Well, well, time will do that to you. I know, but God, man. But yeah. Look at me. I'm. I'm. I'm older, and I'm. I'm. Gorgeous. I joked about how I was going to dominate and speed like Kane in 2001, and I did end up like being Kane in 2001, and that was so dominating, and when I got down to the last two, I was I didn't win. Yeah, yeah. Not, not but too similar to Kane, for my liking. I wanted to be like Kane, and that I was dominant, but I also wanted to put the guys up being that I actually win this time. But no, but no, I will have another chance. We are going to we talk of a, rump, a Romania quiz. I will be back. Don't worry, Scott. The next time we do a wrestling quiz, you'll probably beat me. Yeah, I know. I want to be more satisfying. Oh, you, you know. There were there were like seven or eight people in that one. What's better than beating one person in, in, in the 
quiz, beating at least seven or eight other people, proving your well, what, mental what's, dominance. What's better than proving your mental dominance? Winning it in a really, really jammy fashion. Yeah. What, what much like that person did against you. Yes. That can make you feel really, really smug. I, you know, I should have seen him after that with a bit posing with a belt. Quacky wouldn't let him take it home with him for some reason. But, <laughs> but uh, I posed him with that belt, and people just looked at him like, <coughs> just looking at him like you. <laughs> like, uh, I am, everybody, I'm pretty sure there are people who wanted me to win, and I tell you, this is, this is getting into Rumble Mania season. I have plenty of opportunities to win it. This is the season of the underdog. <laughs> Yeah. The money's in the chase. Purely Spike Dudley of the contest. I was a bit more like an underdog, like a Daniel Bride or something like that. But No, okay. you can be Spike Dudley. Don't want to be Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley got beat up all the time. No one wants to be Spike Dudley, man. Not even Spike Dudley. Fucking, okay. you know, he got his neck broken by fucking Larry Zistons. Did he? Do you know mine? You've seen the footage of that talk where you go to pick him up and slam him to the outside or the table, but I think he gets his legs caught or that. So he doesn't go to the table, but he hits just the back of his head off the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather not be Spike Dudley, if you don't mind. Okay. Oh, okay, you can be a different Dudley. You can be Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel if I refuse this, you're just going to go through all the Dudleys, aren't you? Yeah. I, I, I didn't until years later realise that the reason he was called Little Spike Dudley is because it spells with LSD. Yeah. <laughs> and also his finisher used to be called the Acid Drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got it. You can be Brian Christopher. What's well, why I'm dead? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I love how you had to think about that. Like, do you not remember? I was trying. I was trying to think of a nice way to put it, but yeah. Yeah. You are just, just that pause. <laughs> oh, also, as you mentioned, uh, Gary, who's on the uh, UK preview with me. Him and his daughter Lucy, his daughter Lucy appeared on a couple of times. Yeah. They were both playing as one. And uh, we got to the, the final round before the, the second last round. It was me, Dave, and the other two. Yeah. And because they were playing as one, if like they could both go out at the same time. Yeah. So they both went out and immediately Lucy threw her dad on the bus station saying he chose all the answers. <laughs> so yeah, doing the card to Blackpool, it's going to be Gary, obviously driving it, me, Gary, Lucy, my brother Ross, and Sarah. All five of us in the car, although we are all sitting at different places <laughs> in the venue because obviously that's where you buy the ticket. We didn't that's go away of it. We just, we just all bought our tickets and then suddenly we realised, oh, you's going, oh, we'll go down with you. And <laughs> wasn't really planned ahead of time. No, just yeah. a, a happy convenience. Yeah. Yeah, there's an ICW show actually on the 13th, the day after it. Yeah. yeah which I don't think I'll go to. My brother Mike, said he might go to it when he. Depending on what time they get back, but I don't think I'll bother going even if we are back in time because no. probably, probably won't be able to be asked. And plus, I'll have uni the next day. Uni, it's a big, uni. It's, it's a big week next week. It's a big news week. A big news week. Aye, so it's a thing called news week, which is a big part of our grade and all that bullshit in life. This week, news week. What I, yeah. what I would have rallied was have news week be the week leading up to takeover, so then have that through like the week and then. On the Saturday, go down to Blackpool so I can tell by like, yeah, I'm coming down to watch the wrestling and I'm done well. Do you know? Do you know what Scott? See, as long as Rangers win the title and Celtic don't, you can have whatever you want. I can't relate anymore. Can I? What I want is to have Blackpool after Newsweek, but I can't do that. Can I? It's nothing to do with Rangers. Everything should be about to do with Rangers. It should, but it's not. Well, that's just life, Paul. 
I know. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that show, I do recommend you listen to it. I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but we did. There were only four matches at the time of uh, us recording it, right? Yeah. And then we got to, and we we're talking about like, well, who people were on the card and stuff they've been doing on TV. Like that could be a match, right? Now I had this match. It was a match between the uh, match was Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. Yeah. They were teasing a match for, and then lo and behold, the other night on social media, what did they reveal? Travis Banks and <laughs> Jordan Devlin for takeover. Cool. And Gary jokingly uh, when he when the workout shouts about as broken on our show. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Because he took he talked about the possibility of it. Uh, of it happening, yeah. If it wasn't confirmed at the time, so yeah, we didn't technically break it, but we can we can always say we did. You can always say you did. Yes. Uh, Even if it's not true, we'll say we done it anyway. I was so confident going into hosting that show because I was like, oh, I do my podcast and I've been on enough of these shows to know how to do it and all that, and then I get there, <laughs> and then I get there and I fucked up my intro. I had to God. re-record it. I was ah. annoyed. I went because last time we got in a podcast at Gary's, we done it all in one take. Ah. That's Paul opening up some buttons there. Would you like some buttons? Of course, I would like some buttons. I'm looking for buttons. The best kind, not the best kind of buttons. <laughs> Milky bar buttons. Got the best kind of buttons. Yes, they make you feel so young. <laughs> I even remember the fabled advert with the Milky Bar kid. Nerdy little fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no our credit is back in town. Well, that's good. Fuck off again. Just leave with chocolate, you <laughs> prick. See, <laughs> I'm so funny, I make him choke. Yeah, I think I was a bit nervous and I was trying to get like everything because we do the thing they do the thing where they plug the social media in the back catalog yeah. and all that on the platform. No, I <clears throat> I really shouldn't even talk at the same time. I really shouldn't. You should talk and then you should savour your milky bar buttons. I've already ate my milk bar buttons. I'm eating five at the moment. No, don't talk to your mouth. Why? <laughs> so yeah, I think I was just in a rush to get all that out. That, but then we did it again. We did the intro again, and we just and we went on, and it was better because as soon as I started kind of through to them, it came more of a conversation. Yeah. That's when we started to get into a flow, and there wasn't really any like fuck ups because occasionally somebody watches on the show, we start keeping an account on a show like oh so and so has watched this amount of times. We instead kept making a... Oh, well, it's Iron Man. Yeah, you're staring at my t-shirt. My own yeah, man. yeah. It was like kind of a post-Christmas thing. I'm like. sort of... Like, I was confused. For, for a brief second, I thought it was a Thundercats t-shirt. <laughs> I'd like a Thundercats t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like the Thundercats. I'll be honest with you, Paul. I just suddenly realised there. I didn't bring your gift with me. Oh, that's okay. I haven't bought yours yet. Okay. In all the chaos of trying to figure out when the hell she was going to happen... <laughs> I think that took precedence in my mind over that and I had not confirmed very well. Well, Merry Christmas, Scott. There you go. Thank you. That is not your gift. <laughs> what does that mean? I'll keep our button. Merry Christmas. No. Oh. Um. Huh. Well, I'll get back to it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Merry Christmas. Have some tango. Nah, I'll take the angry and leave you the tango. <laughs> I don't want the fucking tango. No one wants the tango. It's shit now without sugar. I don't know. I've never been the biggest banter fan, but that's that's no way much good to with it, the sugar. Yeah, I know. I know. But do you know what the best thing is? You can just go to the American sweet shops and buy full sugar just from there. 
Yeah, no, but you can get filthier juice like Coke in that anyway. And there's I know, just but that, when, but... when you go there, you can get wildly fascinating flavours of Fanta, mm-hmm. which have lots of sugar in them and make you very peppy. Oh, I remember years ago, I got this case of a Pepsi from the one of the American shops, like American Pepsi with real sugar, and I went, yay. And it was good at first, and then after one or two cans, you suddenly realise, this is just basically Coke, isn't it? <laughs> this is a, this, it generally tastes like what Coke is here. Yeah. Coke has sugar and Pepsi here, it's like sweetener and that. Like, you think the, after a few cans of American, it's like, this is just Coke in a Pepsi can. The best, uh, the best, what would you call it, soda from the American shops I ever had was Welch's Grape Soda. Right. I love that. that shit. It's really sweet and it's very good to put in wine. Hmm. You know, like a glass of red wine topped off with Welch's grape soda. It's incredibly fucking sweet, but it gets you incredibly drunk because it is so nice to drink. Yeah. You know, I I drank it with a straw. <laughs> I I haven't really been to one of those shops in a while, mainly because it seems to be whenever I'm in the, in the town, they keep moving fucking location. Yeah. It's, I mean... The thing about them as well, well, they're very, very expensive for yeah. things, you know. I think it's good they can put that on over things there for America that they can charge Yeah, it's more. like when you see a, like a box of cereal for like nearly 10 quid, you're like, mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with you people? So like, talking mm-hmm. to just mum, shared an article, I think, with us, with some Nova News you didn't sell them cans to, uh, for, Bray, for four quid. Four quid a can, like, fuck off. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm actually thinking a usual can would have been like, 50p like, like, with, with, with an actual pound you want us to bend, bend like Aye. in four pound which is something we could, we could you could buy two bottles of two litre two two yeah, litre bottles yeah. of wine brew for four pound but no something I will put across here I've not done this in quite a while a rant oh you have a rant I have Those a rant which good. is brewing this is something Brian brought to my attention and my god, it made me want to punch the man in the fucking jaw mm-hmm. violently as well. Mm-hmm. Because apparently a woman got thrown out of a bar due to the t-shirt she was wearing. Alright. Right? right? Uh, something like it said, woman, human, female. Mm-hmm. Right? And some little poof, and fuck off, I'm gay, I'll say poof. Some little puff. Right. I, said... I know you're saying that to them. It's because you're looking at me in the week. No, no, no. It sounded like... No, no, no. But, I'm not saying my words, God. but yeah. Apparently, the t-shirt offended him and made him cry. So the woman got thrown out of the bar for wearing a fucking t-shirt. It said human, female. Woman, human, female, or something like of that ilk. Yeah. You know? But it said it offended him. And it made him cry. And the woman get thrown out of a bar for wearing a fucking t-shirt. Are we, li- are we really living in such a pussy, wet, fucking, snowflake, wimpy, pissy fucking society nowadays that someone's going to cry and get someone thrown out of a pub for a fucking t-shirt? See, more or not when you bring up something like this, I, I do I agree with you, but then also try and play devil's advocate here. Yeah. That's what I often find myself doing. Yeah. But even but in this case, I can't even, I can't think... How? I'm trying. I'm yeah, racking my brain. You can't. You can't fucking. You can't I'm, even. I, the wheels are turning. I'm yeah. trying to think. What is the possible bit that, that offended him? And I can't think of anything. The t-shirt made him cry, and he went and got her thrown out of the pub for wearing a fucking t-shirt. You know. And even if I have mis- like mixed the words that were on this t-shirt, yeah, it is words on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Don't be such a little pussy. 
I mean, really, if someone like that needs deleted from the fucking gene pool, yeah. you know, it's fucking ridiculous, man. You know, be you shouldn't, you shouldn't judge people by the words on the t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, be offended by real things. You know what I mean? If someone, if someone harms your family or insults yeah. your fucking mother or something, be offended yeah. by real fucking things. Don't be offended by words on a fucking shirt. You know what I mean? Or I'll go back to t-shirts that people, some people used to wear. I used to have one. Mm -hmm. We used to find it quite comical, right? It was a cradle of filth t-shirt. Yeah. And then out sexy woman. All naked in a nun's habit, masturbating with a crucifix on the front of it, and on the back quite, of it, quite an image there. Yeah, but on the back of it, it said Jesus is a cunt. <laughs> you know, I had that T-shirt. You know, but we, if you wore that nowadays, you would be burned at the stake. Whereas back when we wore it, we just seen it as a bit of ha ah, fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But woman, human, female, what the fuck is wrong with that? What that even what? What the hell, man? I'm trying to reason why that would be offensive, but then we compare it to that shirt you described. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. It's nothing originally, but it's even lower than that now. Yeah. When you compare it to the teaser you just described. You know? See, I like it when you do these rants. They're very entertaining. Yeah, but this one is very on point, I think. Yeah, I get what you mean. Very fucking on point. Wouldn't, if you were the person in the pub and you maybe had a few of your ciders in you, and you've seen that, you'd be like, what the fuck is your deal, man? Yeah. You know, getting a woman thrown out for wearing a fucking t-shirt? Yeah. Jesus. It's you know, I think, you know, I think, you know, I think the guy behind the bar was the guy who eventually thought her leave. You, you know, I think part of him had to like, be like, I'm no one to see or me to look like the arsehole here. I need to be seen today. No, if you're the barman, what you do there is tell the wee fucker to behave himself. And fuck off. Throw him out the bar for being such a tard. Oh, these... People make me sick. Yeah. They make me <laughs> like Hank Hill. Get my PC headache powder and a glass of water. <laughs> you, you get me so mad. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not happy. I want. I, I can, want. I can tell you. I want happy. to kill them all with fire. Oh, I'm gonna make a cigarette. I'm. An, I've annoyed myself now. Oh, but. Oh, the Calm venom down. is being spit. Calm it. Down. The venom is spit. Are you okay? There's no, there's no hope for the world anymore. These little fucks are what the world is turning into. Well, scam. Oh. Let me talk to the people. You roll your cigarette and calm. Okay, down. I will calm. Okay. We're all <laughs> taking a time out. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, go sit in your angry corner until you calm down. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Fucking fucks. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, when I, next week's episode, I'll hopefully have a lot to say about uh, NXT UK TakeOver Black because not only will it be a good show, but also the fact that I'm going to be there. You know, and I'm sure they're like, unlike usual NXTs where they tape shows before because they're doing a taping yeah. next night, I won't be at that taping sadly. But, that sucks. Like, yeah, but, but, so yeah. I don't think it'll be like usually XTs where they tape an episode beforehand of T before the takeover, but I do think that we probably will see some cool like dark matches or like people who yeah. aren't on because there are quite a few like notable people from the roster that aren't on the show. 
Do you know, I, I used to hate that. You mentioned dark matches. Yeah. I used to hate that with the old, the old VHSs, where you would you would read about them, and there would be a dark match on the show, but generally it was not on the, sh- on the tape. Yeah. You know, that always bothered me. Because yeah. you, you tend to get more of the dark matches on mm-hmm. DVD extras nowadays. Yeah. You know? I think that's why Austin Aries kicked up such a fuss when his pre-show match with Neville wasn't on it. Yeah, I know. Especially since the other two were. One yeah. of them being the Bloody Battle Royal. Yeah. What, yeah. what one was that? This one, Mojo Rolly one. Was no, I mean, what, what pay-per-view was that? The Mania 33. Mania 33, that was. Oh, speaking of Neville. Oh, God. Uh, that All Elite Wrestling had a, press, uh, a rally in Jacksonville. Type about their first show called uh, Double or Nothing. They'll be in Las Vegas. Yeah. On the, in May. Yeah. And said that the, the second show is actually going to be in Jacksonville, which is probably why they chose that place to do the, the rally. And they said that a large part of the money that's being raised, it's going to, they're going to be made from tickets, is going to a charity that uh, helps victims of gun violence. Oh. Which is that's a good thing. So they've armed, uh, like people have got contracts, and then they've, they've brought in, they talked about, this caused a bit of confusion on people because they're talking about the men and the women being paid equally. And Brand Rhodes came out and said, uh, Cody Joyce was now the chief brand officer of All Elite, saying, It's not, we don't mean as in they'll be paid exactly the same or just we're widening it or shortening this whole pay gap. Like, it's really like they're being paid based on talent, oh, not merit. On, mm-hmm. And they're like, that's going to be basically like, because like, the idea like all the same, because like, imagine that in WWE, like, you can't expect Tamina to be the same as AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. Well, no, because not, not because she's not, not as good. That's what I say, not because she's a woman, but because she's not. It's yeah. like a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte or Alexa Bliss, you'd expect to possibly be yeah, the same. Or, or, uh, oh, you said Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch, I mentioned yes. Becky Lynch. And then them to be paid the same. Like, like Becky Lynch, you'd probably expect to be paid higher than like a Kurt Hawkins or an Apollo Crews. Yeah. Because they're probably lower on the card, you know? I mean, what, what do you reckon the B team get played collectively? You know, mm. I, Bo Dallas probably gets paid less now than he did when he was when he was ball even. Yeah, I actually did hear like some some mid cards on WWE actually do make decent money. Like I can't remember what I think it was either Crowns or Hornswoggle said in a shoot interview. So I remember a guy, a mid carder who was in a, like a battle royal one year at Mania, and with his Mania paid off, pay off, helped to pay for his house or something like that, or bought a boat or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. So well, it seems silly if you bought a boat. You'd probably be more sensible yeah. playing it on your house. Yeah. Than a boat. Like I really should have tried to remember the full example for trying to yeah. use it here. Talking talk about pay-per-views as well, we watched a runner. You know how something you put on an old wrestling DVD and then you go, mm-hmm. oh, God, I remember why I stopped watching this. Yeah. Uh, it was Falls Count Anywhere. It was one of those special discs. Uh-huh. And it was a fucking god-awful match between Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. Alright. You know that way it's like pulling teeth? Yeah. It was so bad. And this was Taz at his peak when he had a title and I just thought, really, this guy was a champ? Yeah. You know, because watching Taz in a match, mm-hmm. he didn't do very much. You know? He didn't do very much at all. Not in that match anyway, maybe because he was fighting Bam Bam, who was yeah. equally woeful. Right, but uh, the whole point of me bringing this up was about uh, Neville and that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I say that because of the whole pay thing, but yeah, they confirmed all this stuff. And then uh, they confirmed that Neville, aka Pack, is now a part of 
has signed with All Elite and uh, the first show he's going to face uh, Hank, you know, Hangman Page. And they will fair do to him. He does seem to kind of live everywhere he goes, he carries that Dragon Gate belt that he won. Cool. Also, he doesn't seem to. Some people are asking, does he wear Does he own any of our clothes? Because he came out, everybody's coming out in suits and that. Uh, he comes at full gear, like the trunks, the. And the rest, the cape uh, and shit. Oh, no, the cape, just like the, the trunks, the. Essentially, he's all gear, but just minus the cape. He just came out with the belt with his belt and just stared down hangman. It's like, oh, he's he just like skill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. say about even my ears. Mm. He does have big ears. He does have big ears, yes. Uh, Billy Gunn's apparently involved and he's a producer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we, that, was, that was a that was a random thing I seen on Twitter. Like, Billy Gunn is involved with what? <laughs> we were discussing him today, me right. and Brian. Saying the amount of times that they tried to make him a standout singles wrestler, yeah, and it was quite clear that he should just stay in the tag tag team division. Definitely. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I said this to Brian. He won King of the Ring once. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, and that was only tried to push him, and it was just like no one was interested. Yep. Like, I, was, I watched that pay per view, and like, there's just no like reaction, no concern. That's where like he wins it. Just buggers off back at the ramp, just, oh, Billy Gunn's king of the ring. Yeah. And also, he has one of the tag belts randomly, because he, he was in a tag match with six men with the Acolytes, who were yeah. one of the tag champs, and they were thinking Xbox, I think, were a tag champs, and Road Dog, <laughs> and they put the belts on the line, but because Billy Gunn got the pin, he thinks he's won half of the tag champs, so he's wondering with one tag belt. Ugh. So how sad is it from going to, like, guys like Bear Hard Owen being, like, crowned with a full cape and all that, to then just Billy Gunn walking around with a tag belt? Hey, yeah. I'm king of the ring. Yeah. IC champ was he not once? IC champ, he was hardcore champ. You mind that time they switched him and Road Dog about for me in the 15? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then at the end, like, the press conference was like over. Just, like, we had all this like pile for people when they came out for the yeah, press conference. Yeah. Right? It seemed like the press conference is all done, right? And then suddenly you hear the opening notes of the song Judas by Fozzie, yeah. which is Chris Jericho's band, which is also the song Jericho uses in New Japan. Yeah. And then who comes out but fucking Chris Jericho, <laughs> the next he's involved with all elite. I don't, don't know where, what exactly his position is, but the rumours were of Jericho being involved with it is now confirmed to be true. The only other person who's, who's ruined him with who seemingly isn't involved with it is JR, because there are all the rumours of him being yeah, involved yeah. in it, but turns out he's no, doesn't look like he's going to be involved with it. Isn't he still doing the thing with the, the British wrestling thing? The ITV thing? No, he was. I think he was a part of World of Sport, then he signed him and made him do a comedy a few matches, yeah. and then just didn't use him. And then he, like, he left and started doing New Japan, but I think he's uh, stopped doing New Japan now. Oh. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, cause I haven't watched that, but I'm sure Jericho lost the IC title in New Japan, so like it seems like he's done there for now, and also he's probably going to be involved really now. Cool. There's some interesting facts about the back people behind it. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, the Can family are the guys, and all that guy Tony Khan, who's kind of at the head of it, and then there's yeah. Cody in the box below him in terms of being in charge. Yeah. Apparently, they have like a lot of money. The guy like owned like football teams before. Yeah. And he's a lifelong wrestling fan. Not so he's obviously been involved in business. And apparently, the co- like the contracts for all elite, if you sign them, apparently are near enough or at least equal. To WWE to sign a WWE contract. Christ. So they have the money to be a viable like alternative. Uh, I don't think they're going to go up against them because like by this the idea like, <coughs> they're going to be doing like because next show's not on May. It doesn't look like at the moment for they'll be doing like just one occasional shows every now and then kind of like all in. 
there is a, a, a talk of a TV show in the future. Yeah. Which they said would probably be vital to them. Yeah, well, that'd be cool. And so yeah, so if they get on TV, that's when that's when they're already seen as major competition by a lot of people. I think if they get on TV, that'll put the shaders up with WWE. Probably. Because, like, WWE is always going to be WWE. Yeah. And, like, New Japan, as a lot of people say, the other main alternative is always going to be New Japan. Even if it's doing shows outside of New Japan, if it doesn't... Yeah. Social shows don't be it's still going to be this big company and people are going to probably buy the streaming service. Those two are always probably always going to be in the position they are. But I think now, going forward, it's going to be a, a fight between All Elite, Ring of Honor and Impact. Yeah. It's kind of the next, the other big... Company I was going to say, not US. a lot of people talk about Impact much now. But it is, yeah, even though it is, like, for a lot of people, it has improved vastly from what it was. Yeah. Partly, partly due, apparently thanks to Don Callis being involved in it, the Jack, formerly the Jackal or Cyrus, as he was known. Yeah. Him and a guy called Scott Demore, but the two co worst creative last year, and it's probably gotten better since then. Yeah. We uh, Johnny Mundo, or Johnny Impact, as he's known <laughs> as the champion. Cool. John Morris. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this whole all elite thing looks like it could be another big competitor. Cool. So like there are even rumors like people keep saying there's all these people that there's constantly rumors of people within WWE looking to go to all elite. Yeah. And people keep going on. That's led to a bunch of clickbait videos. People with in the details. Who do you think should go to WWE? From all to W, W to all or <laughs> ten wrestlers that should quit W and join this new company. Yeah, and I think I think we've seen one that said AJ Styles could leave. Like, I don't think like maybe ten years ago. I was gonna say like I don't think like, I think he is winding down, but he has a few years left. Yeah, because like I don't think it would be like booking wise. That's and that's causing AJ Lee. I think it would maybe be the money, or maybe it's, if it's a lighter schedule, mm. then. That's why you leave, but I'm just saying, like, because, like, it's not as if, like, there's only people that there's a have been poorly booked, but like, then you look at AJ, like, he's just coming off a year long reign as WWE champion. Granted, he wasn't always the main event. But he's champion. still been a champ. This is like, but not many people get the opportunity to hold the title for, a, for like, a, for more than a calendar year. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I doubt, I think it's one can be sceptical about sort of Zack Ryder leaving to go because he and Cody are pals. Yeah. His contract's nearly up and he's, the only he was used almost. Well, I think Zack Ryder would probably find a lot more success with the WWE. Probably. I mean, look at Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, they said he and Cody are pals. Yeah. yeah well, Zack Ryder probably knows by now he's never going to get anywhere in the yeah. WWE. And he's still young enough to maybe yeah. seek newer pastures. I don't think he's, like, much older than, like, 30 or something. Yeah. So he could probably seek out a new yeah. path. Because like, he, he and Kurt Hawkins were, like, the edgeheads. They, they, they were, like... Maybe early twenties. They looked very young then. We were, we were. I think that's the most elevated idol in one of them ever got. I know because they were involved in an angle in the main event of WrestleMania. And they were tag champs, were they not? Yeah. 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 They Edgeheads were tag champs. Yeah. And that's when Edge had his stable little Edgeheads. And, and, and weirdly, I think it was just as they were about to kind of split away from Edge is when they won the tag titles. Yeah. Because before then they were kind of just used as guy. Them and Chavo were part of the stable, and essentially they would. Get beat up by the Undertaker, so Edge could have could run away. Yeah, that's essentially their job. Or be Edge's duplicate on occasion. Oh yeah, I, I think that's the whole thing because they had long hair, so they could. Yeah. That's his Edge. Well, I remember that stable of Edge, 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 Chavo, and Vicky, mm-hmm. and Vicky constantly talking. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I think that's what it was meant to be. I think she was meant to be annoying, was she not? 
excuse me, excuse me, and she would always. I remember, remember the first excuse me at the twenty at the women's rumble. People were happy to see her, and then by the third or fourth, people were like, oh god, it's hot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this whole all elite thing, I do believe, like, is really pick, competition outside of WWE is really picking up because, like, I don't think these are going to be. A lot of people are worried or making some some people. There are some examples being drawn of this in WCW. And that a billionaire, some people are compare this Tony Khan about how much he's worth. Continue. Some people compare him to Billionaire Ted because apparently this Tony Khan could be worth around about near six billion dollars. Ted Turner, I think, was only worth two. Like, or at least not him, or at least his family's net worth is about six billion. Then, yeah. So Fuck's that's sake. where all these comparisons are coming to Billionaire Ted. Do you think he'd be good for a loan? <laughs> I mean, he's got six well, billion. He's not going to miss well, a, a couple of mil. I was going to say if he if he promptly promote his, his the promotion on this maybe. Let's do that. Yeah. And, then he, and then he'll and then he'll roll the boat out, give us some money. Not, we're not desperate shells at all, are we? He'll pay our we, bus we, fare. We wouldn't we wouldn't sell out if it meant a lot of money. Yes, we would. Yes, <laughs> I know. We I was would. saying that very turn cheaply. Like, yes. No, we would definitely not do that. No. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like. I give really don't give us money and the elder, elder I have plenty. I'm hoping though the whole money thing is where the comparison between them and WCW end. Because yeah. if they get a TV, TV deal, they should not be putting it directly against one of WWE's shows. Unless they only can bitch slap out of the park. Because even when WCW were beating them, that was only for a while. Because like, and still even then, I don't think if they go on TV, people will still probably watch them via online means, especially like internationally. Because like in America. Yeah. More people watch them on on TV, but depends on if they're available like internationally on TV. Because I think they're probably going to reach more international fans via like online or. Yeah, but if they are on American TV and become <laughs> much loved like the WWE seems to be, yeah, then by all means they could become steady competition. Like, and they could also there could also be instances where WWE talent who feels it's been underutilized could do what. Talent did in the nineties and jump ship. Probably, and even then, even for somebody in in WWE who's kind of big enough who's reusing their contract, they could kind of use this to their advantage. Yeah, they could Bret Hart it. Yeah, I think I think or I think Bret as an example, one or two other people I can't remember used to use WCW as they were getting hot as kind of a they'd never they would talk to WCW. Yeah. But they had no real interest in actually going to WCW. Oh yeah. They were just using that to. It's funny Jericho talked to TNA. In two thousand seven, when he was coming back, came yeah. to sign a new deal. He had no intention of going to TNA but he just to because they were re- they were reasonably popular, popular then before Eric Hogan and Bischoff came <laughs> in and it went right downhill. Yeah, but he knew it would get word would get out that he was talking and Vince would hear about it. And yeah. by then he and Vince had a better relationship, so he knew he could get a better deal out of it. Cause yeah, and all people. So yeah, and if Jericho was involved in this new all elite thing, it would me a joke. Uh, how fitting he came out to Judas, because right now that's what, probably what Vince McMahon thinks of him as now. <laughs> it, he said, et to Jericho. I never et to anything. <laughs> oh no, he just means you're a dirty Judas. Aye, he means you're a dirty backstabber. I was trying to put it a bit more gently, Victor. Aye, it just means you betrayed him either. Aye, it just means you're a dirty Judas. Yeah, I think the idea of anybody, any new company, especially this, the idea is you should, be, you should pursue him as an alternative, not a competitor. To do that's the difference between the two, because like that's what Impact seems to have done since since I was like trying to, they've been trying to do new things. It may be something different, 
be an alternative to because not WWE light as it seemed Dixie Carter wanted them to be. Because, yeah. like they said, Dixie Carter would look at stuff in, in WWE and they just said, why don't we do that? And like, you shouldn't be taking ideas from them, you should be doing something different yeah, from and them. And if you're going to do that, at least do it well. And especially, they, basically, they were doing it like when Dixie Carter was still in charge in like the late 2010s, yeah. at a time where WWE wasn't even doing that well. Yeah. Like picking, it would be like trying to copy WCW in 2000. Maybe that's a bit too harsh of an example, but still. Well, I, was, I was going to say on the other side of that, you had WWF yeah. doing that in the 90s. We would say something like the WCW done shitily, mm-hmm. and we'd take it, copy it, rebrand it, and do it about 100 times better. You know? Yeah. But hopefully, like, they were talking about, they want to, they said that hopefully this is a new golden age in wrestling, like, a lot of people have been talking about the golden era is on the peak of like in the attitude or like yeah. while it's not a peak in WWE terms per se like Raw is not getting the ratings it once yeah. was it's definitely a peak in wrestling wrestling in general though has never been as good as it has never been as good as it is now yeah. like it's one of the guys the attitude pointed out like if you say wrestling in 2018 isn't good then look harder because there is something for everyone hell if yeah you, and if you say there isn't then look harder <laughs> like you don't like Raw You've got Spandy, you don't like that. You've got NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK, just in WRE. You've got World of Sport. Yeah, you've got World of Sport, got a new season of that. Well, hopefully, because rumor has it that some of the, they were going to do like some tour dates yeah. in, in this this month or in February, and some of the dates got cancelled. So, oh. so hopefully, that's not an issue. But yeah. you've got World of Sport, you've got New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and this new company coming along. Yeah. So, like, You've got ICW. ICW? Yeah, like, ICW. Like, it's about a golden era wrestling. Like, British wrestling's been in a golden era for the last f- at least five years. Yeah. Like, yeah, and independent wrestling's been maybe even, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, maybe because they're, you know, if all this can get better, and then this encourages their E to be a bit, to book a bit better, and then they start improving on, like, the main shows. Yeah. Having that on top of all the alternatives is going to make... Um, like it will make it a golden era to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, well, truth be told, I mean, I haven't watched the wrestling in a few weeks, but <laughs> from the last time I was watching, <laughs> the basic shows seem to be improving. Yeah. And for some reason, AJ's fighting Brian again at the Rumble. He won a, he won a four-way match too. Yeah, I, I heard that one. Like, all right. I don't know why they're, why they're doing that again, but okay. Maybe because they don't have anyone good enough to go against Brian. Well, it kind of makes the whole Ali thing a bit pointless, doesn't it? Yeah, like, as I've said before, the rumble, the rumble, whoever's fighting for the WWE title or the world title game doesn't matter, because people are focused on the rumble. Because like Becky's now challenging Asuka. Like yeah. they sent out a tweet a few weeks ago. Becky's challenging Asuka at the rumble, and then they delete, then they removed it and said no, that's actually not happening. <laughs> and then Becky beat Carmella and Charlotte this week to end the shot. Like, okay, like and it's kind of confusing. Yeah. And uh, Sasha Banks is challenging Ronda. Who cares? Nah. <laughs> Who cares? Well, at least, she's, at least, at least it means Sasha's not going to win the Rumble. Who? Ronda? Well, I was going to say Sasha. Sasha probably won't be in the Rumble then. Cause, oh, that'll be good. But then, having said that, a lot of people think Becky's going to... Becky's maybe... is heavily rumoured to win the Women's Rumble. Yeah. And, like, people think, like, how is she going to do this? Like, is she going to attack somebody? Yeah. her spot? Because, like, we could do a whole thing, like, you now the rumours of just coming in at number 30... And the women's rumble, like him making a mistake because he's maybe thirty in the men's one. Yeah. And then coming out, then Carmella comes out. They could in all the confusion after Carmella finally gets through to the back, and all the confusion she's about to go in the ring. Then Becky comes out and attacks her, and like, 
Fuck you, I'm taking this spot. <laughs> Could happen. Yeah. Oh, also, the biggest thing surrounding in Ollie in, big, in the Rumble is the whole thing about Kenny Omega. Oh. Yeah, because he's been in with Daily and Cody, but he wasn't, his contract seemingly is up nearly up with New Japan. He lost the world title in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, which is a surprise because it was the older Tanahashi who's been champion before. It's kind of, it used to be like the John Cena that he was the guy who carried on for the Dark Ages to like their peak. Yeah. It's like and suddenly like so now they're kind of seemingly going with the storyline of his kind of his possible last chance to be on top. Yeah. We'll probably drop it to a new younger guy. So yeah, and it was a big surprise because everybody thought New Japan was going all in with Kenny. Yeah. So then Kenny revealed after, shortly after Wrestle Kingdom he was he was leaving, mm. and. He wasn't at the, the the rally for All Elite. Yeah. So I think, like, only you think if he was going to be there, then he would... He would have been there. Yeah. But, uh, and there are rumours that will he be at the Rumble? Because, allegedly, WWE has offered him, like, a big money. Big ass contract. Big money. And, and for this money, it wouldn't be, like, an NXT kind of thing. It would be, like, an AJ Styles, like, your debut right on the main roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you couldn't you couldn't see Kenny Omega going to NXT. Like, no, definitely. Not. You know, like, and, he, and he occasionally would take shots at uh, NXT anyway in his promos when he was in top of New Japan. Like, like joking, like I don't need going now. Everybody trying, everybody doing their training to be the next Kenny Omega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that. But all of people saying actually, apparently his contract is, isn't is valid until the thirty first. So even if he wanted to, I don't think he could be in the Rumble. Mm. And if that's true, then maybe he will sign with Elite. But he hasn't. They were only wanted people who. People at the rally who had signed official contracts, well, and obviously Kenny can't sign an official contract if he's still under a contract with someone else. Yeah. Well, uh, time will yeah, tell. Yeah, time will tell. But uh, some people on Reddit have been saying that the week could pull the greatest swerve ever by putting flashing up at North or flashing up during the rumble. The words "I am Kenny" and everybody going mental, and then <laughs> out comes Kenny Dykstra. <laughs> <laughs> Just everybody would probably go mental. Well, people would pop at the start, then they'd probably like riot when they realised it wasn't. Yeah, Kenny they would Omega. riot when they realised WWE had done that. Yep. Like, I mean, I don't think they would do it because I mean, it was going around on Reddit in 2017, yeah. but it didn't happen that uh, Miz would come out to Daniel Bryan's music, <laughs> which would have been cool at yeah. the time, but yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, what's the name of Taylor? And also, a guy called Kushida, who's, Kushida. He's uh, been kind of the mainstay of the junior division. Yeah. And he's been for a while, and allegedly Triple H has had his eye on him for a while. Right. His contract's also apparently up on the thirty first, and he's going to be leaving when he's when he's when he's done with that. Will he be NXT in it? Do you think? Maybe. Who knows? I think he's still relatively young. Yeah, I don't know his age, but yeah, his last match for New Japan, he's wrestling on the 29th, I believe, yeah. in one of their tour shows because he said it's going to be against Tanahashi. I think it's a non-title match, but I mean, if he's having it, he goes. I couldn't look. I couldn't live myself if I left New Japan without facing Tanahashi one on one. Yeah. Because he's a junior Tanahashi's heavyweight, so they wouldn't have usually have had a chance to usually do that. Because yeah. junior v heavyweight matches are very rare. Yeah. I remember uh, Devitt when he was uh, Finn Balor when he was junior heavyweight champion. He got a world title shot once. Yeah. That was a rare, like a rarity in New How'd Japan. He do? Well, he lost, didn't he? <laughs> Cause like a lot of people would say in the attitude, oh, it was cool to wrestling. All these people fell away from wrestling at the end of the attitude there. Like, yeah, they but, did. I know. But I think like weren't a lot of those people kind of casuals anyway. I was never a casual. No, not you. Not you. Not talking about you, but a lot. Yeah. Of, there were a lot of people who came in, seen Stone Cold at the NWO. I thought, oh, that's cool, and watched it, and then suddenly, well, it's not the cool thing anymore, and kind of left. Yeah. There were a lot of people who stuck around 
I, I believe Brian guilty of that because he was a wrestling fan for a year mm-hmm. and he watched, you know when wrestling was that brief period where it was on Channel 4? Yeah. So he watched it when... Yeah, thanks to me, Young, it's, it wasn't anymore. Yeah. Oh, is it her bloody fault? Because uh, of that whole thing at the Rumble. Ugh. Actually, and that and Channel 4 apparently didn't really oh, realise what she went and whipped the old mm-hmm. flappy diddies out. Uh, apparently Channel 4 didn't really know, weren't really watching Diddy if they said, oh yeah, there's opportunity to get wrestling. They thought, oh, we'll have something like World of Sport back on again. Not really, this is like 2000 WWF. Yeah. So partly blames on them for agreeing to have them on. But... Yeah, but no, he watched during that period, mm-hmm. you know, when the hottest thing in wrestling, well, in wrestling at the time mm-hmm. was tag teams. He watched the Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. And the horrible time period of the fucking 24-hour hardcore thing. I like that. I didn't. Oh. That belt could have been a solid mid-card belt if we hadn't done it right. And put the belt on someone that more serious and deserving more often, say Steve Blackman. Because <laughs> he was better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he... What was I saying? Yeah, because everyone talks about how it was always the mainstream thing. Everybody, everyone was in the mainstream again. It probably won't be again. Like, possibly not. But who really cares? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people who don't like like main, most mainstream like sports, like wrestling. I mean, if you do still like enjoying like wrestling, like who cares? Even though WWE are are kind of have always been craving to have that yeah mainstream like attention again. Like, oh, acknowledge this every time someone be who has an air of what they call legitimacy. Acknowledges them. Yeah, they're always spunking their drawers over it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean me, wrestling, mm-hmm. football, snooker. I like wrestling, football, and snooker. I'm just wrestling, to be honest with you. But yeah, Do yeah. like we, should, we shouldn't really care. Like wrestling still is like even outside of the is popular. Like they're like the fact that please like progress. It went from holding like two, three hundred and like a nightclub or something like that. Yeah. And the first shows, they holding like a couple of hundred, couple of thousand to now four thousand in Wembley. Yeah. Or like ICW can hold a few thousand in the Hydro. Like, like, they, like it's because it's not the same, to the same extent as it was before. Does yeah. mean it's still not huge? Yeah. And it is huge. And as a way, even though if it's not maybe not as mainstream, there are still almost more people than maybe ever before watching wrestling yeah. for all these like, streaming services and the fact well, that I was about to say that with, with all the options to view it nowadays yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you, like you say you can stream it you can yeah. you can argue like with, if there were streaming services available back then yeah. would the ratings have been as high you probably would have went down a bit because most people would want to watch it the next day yeah or watch it on their TV yeah you know because a lot of people it's still like I when I get the opportunity I still prefer the old pay per view yeah you know that's that's my preferred. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. But uh, I don't think there's much more we can say. So I think. Yeah. I we... I even occasionally still buy the odd DVD now and again. Yeah. You know. Good for you. Yeah. Good for me. <laughs> I I still buy but... physical media. <laughs> Your Paul's keeping that that business alive. I am. You're keeping CEXs all over the country open. God man. Considering half their DVD wall is all fifty p, you know, I got I got Sebastian a, a four disc Jeremy Clarkson Top Gear special for fifty p. I'm sure he's chuffed for that. He was. He loves the Top Gear and mm-hmm. Clarkson and shit. That's that's the boys' thing. 
I remember looking at one of the things, I watched this thing every year, Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Yeah. And they were talking about uh, Jeffrey Clarkson taking over who wants to be a millionaire. And they, they offered a fourth lifeline, what was it? And the answer was, ask the host, or they could ask him the answer. And they just then showed a compilation of people asking him and him not knowing. Uh, so things are like pointing out how useless this uh, this lifeline is. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm like, how the fuck so I don't know, like, if you ask if it, if you come across a question that has to be about cars, he might help you out, but yeah. if you ask him about history, then fucking you're not gonna ask him much about cars and cigarettes. Uh, ask him about casual xenophobia or racism. Yeah. <laughs> ask him how a normal person speaks. Yeah. Casual <laughs> xenophobia and racism. If one of the options is, which one of these phrases is something you shouldn't say to someone of another ethnicity? Although, mind you, knowing him, he'd probably tell you one thing that that turns out that was the offensive one, because he doesn't know which one's which. (laughs) He'd probably tell the offensive one just to get him to say it. I know I would. Probably. I'd be great at hosting that show. So, like, ask the host, I'd be like, hmm. That one. (laughs) I mean, you go. What one do you think is? Uh, what one? What one do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> so, what one do you think it is? Um, the one that you're thinking of. Go with that one. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's much else wrestling wise to talk about other than really, really just to go into Fraser, should we? Yes, we should. But uh, before yes, we, we go into that, I want to talk about the inter- I mentioned earlier the interview with Alexander Darren McKellen. Go on. No, he does most of his interviews usually in character. But, uh, he didn't do this one. He kind of just did it as himself as the guy. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like uh, devalue or kind of break the like the whole image of his character or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Break, you know, the whole still real to me, damn it, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get that in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but- he did kind of do it as a guy, and he was very nice to. He was very nice to me. Yeah. The guy, he was very nice to talk to. But yeah, I mean, he, he retweeted the link to the podcast, right? And because he, because he, it, because it's not in character, and he's been doing a few interviews in character, and it was up to him. I was like, I gave him the option to, if you want to do it in character, you can. Yeah. But he retweeted it. When they caught me on, like I think they caught me on an off day where I lied and said something nice. Don't, <laughs> don't worry, I'll be making up with it, making up for that by doing something terrible very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah, so like honest, I'm still a prick. <laughs> I've seen some of his work as a heel and like listened to some of his uh, character, like in character uh, interviews, and I was a bit nervous. And then when I was up when I was talking to him, seeing like, oh, it's very nice. And like, just, and just thinking to myself, the, the way that he, the idea that he can kind of go from the guy that I met to then what yeah. I've seen, then is really just a testament to his ability. Sitting there going, you're a nice, nice man. Mm. But Pepsi and everything. Did he? Aye. He's a nice, nice yeah. man. Yeah, lovely <laughs> fellow. Top guy. It probably could still kill you though. Yeah. Doing the uh, chewing the fat way. You know what, mate? You're a good guy. Okay. <laughs> yes. So on to Fraser now. Yes. So yes, we have a two parter this time. We were gonna do the first part last week, but we were getting a bit confused and I thought, okay, let's do both parts next week. Indeed, we will. So yes, we, it is parts one and two of Adventure in Paradise. Yeah. Or the Adventures in Paradise. Don't one of those. I was gonna say. I was gonna. You were very quick to correct me last time, weren't you? With yeah. the botch line into the greens. I was. I, I didn't include the second the. 
yes, you were wrong not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was right to correct you. So, uh, Bridger is on the phone with a guy uh, called Chester. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he says he's wasting, he's spinning my wheels, wasting my life, <laughs> and all that. He's very, saying very, very monotonous sounding voices. Yeah. yeah. Like, sounding very depressed. Like, Chester, if you hold on, if you call back, I'm sure we can help you. Yeah, it's uh, very hard to get through. Oh, all right. Uh, if you stay on the line, I'm sure we can help you after the show. Take, Take your time. time. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Bulldog's coming, asking the question, what's wrong with our now? The Seattle Mariners. We haven't got to answer that in the past ten years. <laughs> and then he goes into the booth and Ross is reading a magazine as the hundreds what is people men and women in Seattle. Yeah. Has, well let me look at that. You're not in there. Oh. And he starts looking through the pages. Your brother Niles in there, he's like, Cool. cool. <laughs> Very happy. And then he sees a woman called Madeline. It was like, who is this? Rare Orquid. Orchid or some such. I don't know what the fucking Orquid is. He's a player, isn't it? Not? No one. An orchid, or orchid is a flower, not what I said. An orchid is nothing. Right, I think like you may see orchid, which is a flower. <laughs> I did mean to say orchid, but I fucked it up. Already, I have failed. <laughs> well, at least it's not me this time. Yes. Yet. Number 47. So, you've had online swim of sportswear. You've voiced the arts. Went, went to Stanford. Well, I guess you had to go to school on the West Coast. <laughs> Some bad candidates. Mm. You see? And he goes, oh, look, and look at this. What do you think for an man? Someone who listens. <laughs> I think I'm in love, Ross. Why don't you call her? Like, oh yeah, right. He, he, so like, he doesn't want to, and then Ross kind of just dials the number four, and then in comes Bulldog. In comes Bulldog, he's like, he runs in, puts himself up against the, the door, he's like, check it out, Doc, been working out, look. And then he wiggles his arms, <laughs> and he's like, a couple of cherry tomatoes. <laughs> and then he sees the magazine, like, oh, he sees us in the... He sees that Ross's phone are like, hey, you know her? You must. He goes, look, Doc, like a couple of little cherry tomatoes. And he goes, thank you, Bulldog. You've now put me off salads for a month. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, he goes, no, Ross said I should call her. Why not? She's cultured and cultured. She runs sportswear. I like a woman who doesn't wear underwear. She's wearing a business suit. That's more of a general thing. <laughs> it's more of a general observation. Yeah. So, and weirdly, Bulldog's scan, like, no, I'm like, don't you go. <laughs> Because we're playing something about Bulldog. Bulldog isn't afraid of like us talking to him. No, he's not. Even though more often than not, he get, probably gets hit. He does. Yes. But I'm sure he, he must be occasionally successful to be so boastful. Yeah. And he, he goes on the phone and he's like, he's all nervous, like, ah, what the hell? What'd you go doing with me? Well, thank you very nice of you to accept, Chester, but I wasn't talking to you. Couldn't you tell me it was Chester on the line? Can you, she's like, can you tell me she was online too? Yeah, and ask. Like, surely you should tell her, because... Really, <laughs> you know Ross wouldn't. Like, you know Ross, like, like, isn't her, that her job? She controls the phones and she tells them who's on what line. Yes, but you know also that Ross wouldn't, because she would find it funny. Probably. I would find it funny. Yeah, get that to the apartment where uh, uh, Martin's got a few Cuban cigars. Yeah. He's a guy at work, by a mine, can't get out some school teacher, say he was bringing them for some lesson. Where, and he's that's one goes, where are people gonna learn rules are only rules if they apply to everyone as he's lighting up this big cue and cigar. <laughs> oh, and uh, Daphne has him What what's the term? See your killer or serial murder? See your killer, why? Oh he's let me mum know what's going on in Seattle. She worries. She worries when she doesn't hear from me. Well let's see if you if you're late with your next letter and you tell her in the last one there was a serial killer, she'll be worried even more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Milky buttons. Yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah, like that was, you know, and uh, Daphne starts beginning to for her uncle who used to wear, used to switch the guy, like, who used to spend hours, spend hours playing with the little white, little yellow hairs on his chin. Okay. Playing with the little yellow hairs on his chin. They take his false teeth out with a cigar through and chases around the room. Then oh, suddenly, laugh. And then suddenly, Granddad's mood was changed and we'll all have to run for our lives. <laughs> yeah, you can't buy memories like that. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Gunnar, Eddie, I know you chose. I know you chose socks to come the suit. Where are they? And he runs in and gets a pair of socks. Brown socks with blue suit. Try again. <laughs> and he gets them. The television has gone off. I'll go see what the hell was that. He goes, we paid it no attention. He goes, well, um, uh, Niles goes, where are you going to? He goes, I have a date with Madeline Marshall, according to Seattle Magazine, the 47th highest person in Seattle. Hmm. The contest is a sham. I don't know, huh? Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, that's a confidence, confidence, that's a song in my heart. And, and dogs like around, around my ankles. Pretty sure there was something else said in the scene, I don't remember. It obviously wasn't that important. Probably not. So yeah, then you meet Madeline, they're in some French restaurant, and they're talking <laughs> to us. Oh, I heard you're a fan of my show. Well, my secretary listened to it, but I kind of catch up when I go back and forth between her office. And they're talking about, uh, Ian. Because I do appreciate the finer things life, and he goes, oh, oh, what would you like to know about me? <laughs> I thought it was actually fair funny, like, it's more yeah. of not when you hear from a Fraser's lines with women, it's really kind of cringeworthy. Yeah. But this one's a good one. Also, then, uh, she chimes in when he's ordering the wine and agrees with him, and then gives us fat to do the wine, and then, and the waiter goes, good choice, and just looks at Fraser like, yeah. like, saying good choice and not necessarily meaning yeah. the, the wine. Good on you, man. Yeah, well done. Keep... And then, like, and they both mentioned the divorce. He goes, really, we had that in common. I can't sleep with my sister. Wonderful. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the same thing happened to me. Wow, my sister gets around. <laughs> and then they hear argue in the kitchen, like, because the guy's daughter. I remember they're talking about, like, it's a hard thing going through a divorce. And you ask yourself all the questions. Uh, Could I have done more? Was it my fault? Was it just not good enough in bed? You struggle for answers. <laughs> Then there's a guy pulling the water and then you hear them arguing because the, the owner's daughter's knocked up and so uh. then the guy's panicking he's spilling the water because you can quite clearly tell it's him that's the dad because he hears yeah. him going, I find out who did this, I kill him! Yeah. And he goes in and the no, guy, guy talks in ca- casually and then just gives him the wine, here's your wine, and then goes back, back to arguing in the kitchen. Yeah, like, ah, and they're arguing back and forth and he's like, ah, you and your cuttlefish bisque, I spit in your cuttlefish bisque! Madame, Monsieur, little legacy from my hometown, cuttlefish bisque. And he's both looking at Madeline and she goes, Well, what do you know? I had this for lunch. And just they all kind of push it away from each other. <laughs> and then the woman, the mother comes in with her daughter and asks him for free help. Oh, you listen to my show? Well, no, but my suicide, but I try to catch it when I go back and forth between the kitchen. <laughs> we love that we both cho- chose to include the accent here. Yeah, but like, she comes in. She's like, my daughter, she is with child, but my husband, he does not understand that these things happen. Doctor, me, talk to this whole, like, he's like, oh, oh you are, I wish I had been killed in the war. Oh, hard for you to be killed in the war when you're you run the other way. And then, uh, oh, Richard goes, wait, if you're all out here, how will we, how will we know when our duck is crispy? And then he sounds, uh, like, silencio. And he's like, silence, silence. Like, now, let's get this dealt with. He's like, and he goes through, he's like, 
you're you're upset because you feel the bond between father and daughter is broken, but yes. your daughter still loves you and something something. I I got I think I noticed it can never be broken by anything. By even that young man cowering in the corner who's so obviously the father. Oh, can you come over here? Come over and he's like, uh, and the we da- need more water. Oh. And her dad's just, I love the dad's reaction. You, you can't even get water, water in your glass. How did you do this? <laughs> he's like, sir, now hold your daughter. And then he's like, I'll tell her how you really feel. And he's like, oh, my petite. Oh, and everything's all fine. And the woman and the mother hugs Fraser and shuts it. And like, you are a very lucky one. No, he was like, like Monsieur, you are a god, and you, madame, you are a very lucky woman. And so it's so I'm starting to realise. Then Fraser's all, ca- all just casually like, it's another evening out, Dr. Fraser Green. <laughs> and then he come, walks into the studio and he's thanking Rosemary, who thanked me every day for the last two weeks. Yes, no, he's like, proudly, he's like, look, don't you realise that me, who's been on one of the worst dating drops of my entire life, find out the teensiest, tiniest little bit annoying? Yeah. You keep going on like a schoolgirl about your storybook romance. Yeah. No, I, can't I haven't been talking about Madeline too much. Yes, I do tend to prattle on. But Madeline's helping me with that. And she's like, ah, ah stop it, I need a boyfriend. It's like, I, I, I know all else, but honestly, I see, this, I, I see myself spending my life with this woman. Good, go. Go. Live, live in the countryside, have a bunch of kids. Just don't tell me about it. <laughs> and then she comes down and goes, oh, look who it is. Oh, that must be Madeline. <laughs> And then we're talking about uh, when we take the relationship to the next level. Yeah, it was when we wait for the right moment, and there was just a pause. What are you telling me this now? <laughs> Thinking like, no, he wouldn't do that in the studio for another season. Ugh. I know. I'm not looking forward to that to that part either. Yeah, probably me more. So I didn't hate her as much as you. Oh. I'm not even gonna. I, I do this every time. I ran every time. Don't do it. You'll turn into me. Yeah. Well, I'll steal your gimmick, will I? Yes, you cunt. <laughs> so all I have. Yeah, yes it is. It is all you have. I can't argue with that. That and alcohol, slight alcoholism. And if you, if you just have slight alcoholism, that's just even more depressing. I bring a lot to the table, man. A lot to the table. Anyway, we're done with going away. We, and they try to figure out when. It was, the point is, when? Well, as soon as we get there. Until we start going through we're our books. Like 16th? No, sweet, sweet. This and then... So when one of them has one meet, the other one has it busy. Yeah. Well, we'll try again another time. And then they wait, give a simple kiss goodbye, and then suddenly they realise, no, fuck it, let's go tomorrow. Yeah. And they say they're going to a bore bore, and then suddenly it cuts back to Ross in the booth on the phone. Hello, you don't know me, but I saw your picture in Seattle Magazine. <laughs> and then it cuts to the apartment, and uh, Niles and the dad, his dad are still smoking the cigars. Yeah. He's like, oh, a spillable cube and peasant could make something that would bring a father and a son closer together. Yeah. Probably makes that dime he gets for an hour's work all the more sweeter. It's like, <laughs> then we catch staff and they blow in the... Oh, and before that, she was like, oh. he was like, this is really what men do. Yes, that and something is about outdoors, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, then he said, the Daphne. Daphne's blowing smoke rings, which I can do, by the way. For you. Yeah, it's a great talent, it's fun. And, uh, but like, Niles, as as usual, uh, he's like, enticed, he's like, oh, how do you do that? And he's just showing how you do how you do and all my tongue and then all of a sudden Fraser walks in like Niles, what are you doing? I'm learning how to blow smoke. Where, Where? <laughs> I just always love that when he when he was walking on these moments just the especially his voice. Where? Yeah. Niles, what are you doing? I'm learning how to blow smoke. Like Where? <laughs> it's like I thought you actually spoke those things on the balcony. It's cold out there. I go, 
But maybe a, maybe an Aaron Ash will flick off and ignite your easy chair. But you're a foul. No, what's up to you? I'm Bad going to Bora Bora. Bad, bad things happen to good people. people. And he's always worried about what happens if she doesn't like him when they get there and all that. Uh, or, or what if it goes too well and he's... And seems like just overcomplicating as he always would. Yeah. And, uh, Having a mini panic attack. Yeah. And now tries to help him like, no, it is possible to go in too, go in too fast and... Maybe that person isn't the right one for you. And then what happens a few years later when you meet the right person and they make you feel so good but you can't do anything because you're just trying to cut the role you're strangling Maris. Marriage. I have to go, go. now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this get comfortable marriage. Yeah. Marriage. And then he was, and, uh, his dad reveals him a tale of him and he's mom like I love this albeit comfortable Maris. Marriage. I have to go, go now. now. And he doesn't even take his coat. No, he just leaves. <laughs> he just leaves. And like, he's that tells him to feel like, you just go for it. It's like, look what? He talks about a story of him and mother, like, remember our chalk outline of a murder victim? We were just drawing eyes on the chalk outline and we were both just laughing like a couple Dad, of Dad, Dad, you're a ghoul. You're a ghoul. I'm kidding. You can draw the outline and move the body yet. This is what he says that little <laughs> Dad, you're a ghoul. I missed the voice. <laughs> like, uh, it was then, very sexual, Bob. In Damien. Well, if you want a feminine point of view, just shut your cake off. Let me go. And it's so important that what happened when you took a chance and met her. You've been going to have it you never since. Just go. <laughs> it's fine. But don't make it. Don't, the only thing I don't know is just because you're excited to get me out of the house for a week. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. <laughs> and then they get to Bora Bora and they're lame. And. She goes, to, she goes to the bathroom, he goes out into the, out and looks at the view and look at the beach and she's, yeah. yeah. I love how you're totally uncomfortable that became. Yeah. Yeah. She's all naked and Yeah, well, you, you don't see it because obviously they wouldn't allow you to show that on television. Yeah, well not on Fraser. Not on Fraser, no. No, that's a, that's mm. a genteel programme. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, we can tell from my, my actions off screen that she's in the only Delaware Fish reaction. She's in the scuddy. Yes. And then mostly <laughs> you hear a familiar voice from the in the room next door, in the, the deck next door. And who does it turn out to be, Paul? Lilith. Lilith. Which gets an even bigger reaction from Fraser. Yeah. He, he looks around and sees Madeline, obviously, and her all together. Yeah. He's like, oh my god. And here's. And then Fraser? Oh my god! Like the last person he probably wanted to see at that yeah. point in time. And that is how the episode that episode ends, and then we cut to the credits of that episode. Yeah. And it's Roz again going through that magazine and having no luck, and then ends up throwing it away. Yeah. You are you, are you going to rate these two parts individually or together? Well, how would you say? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Well, I'd be what happy you? to individually rate, but give, give a full summing summing up. Yeah. Individually, I would say this first one. This I, I would, up I would give me. this one a thumbs up. Yes. The side, the side story is funny. Well, the, the cigars. Yeah, the cigar thing is funny. Mm-hmm. Bulldog is funny. That, that random bit when the French restaurant is that's funny when that's he does a step. When he does a step yeah, in, that's yeah, hilarious. The, the and you know, Roz and her constant pain of datelessness is funny too. Mm-hmm. She's always dateless. She's such yeah. a shambles. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was trying to think. I thought I could view something with part two, but I realized no, I actually hadn't. So we'll, we'll go. Anywho. <laughs> Why, why are you saying like that? Because I can. Right. Anywho. Yes. In the part two. 
and, and he really picks up and you get there a you re- go, anywho, re- part two. Yeah. You get a recap <laughs> as done by and uh, as done by Kelsey Grammer. As done by <laughs> television magic. Like, just quick recap. So yeah. I was off to Borobor. <laughs> and what would I see when I got there? And then it shows that and then picks up right where all the dolphin as you pointed out, uh what the swimsuit that are Yeah, the swimsuit that is on Lilith is mm-hmm. But it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. It's very high. It's, it is very high and very probably would be un, un, undecent if it was a little higher. I, was say, I think that's as far... You said they wouldn't show someone like Madeline and they're all together, but they would. I think that like that, what work levels were probably as far as they would probably would be able to go in a show like Frasier. Yeah, and being honest... Especially well, depending on what time it would have aired. Consent, I'm going to bring up a point that you noted when you came up and I had that episode on. Mm-hmm. Due to the colour settings on my television, mm-hmm. Lilith looks almost dead. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look that, much, that tanned, in it? No. Normal. I have it, I have it, well, I think Brian set the colour standards on mm-hmm. it, and he's wrong. Yeah. But I will, I will filter with the television whilst he's not here. Okay. And then I'll be like, ha ha, <laughs> I have fixed it. Hey. Ha ha. It's also awkward for Fraser, like, what are you doing here? Well, it was nice a few years ago when you took me. You brought me here. Lilith, this was our place. And then Madeline comes out and he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, before that, she's like, are you here with someone? Of course, he's out snorkeling right now. Anyone I know? Sam Malone. Sam! <laughs> just saying, you know, Sam. And then she's like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's like, you just imagine if it turned out it was Sam. Yeah. How weird that would be. Sam. Hmm. I think he appears later in this season, doesn't he? He does. He does. He does. Good. It's good. That's good. It's a good episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's a definite. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously Madeline comes in like, "Oh, your ex-wife is here," and <laughs> you can tell she's obviously immediately. Yeah, like, like, you, are you here, someone? Why do people keep asking me that? Yes. Then her husband turns up. Well, not yet. No, well, our partner, 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 boyfriend. Yeah, turns up. Uh, what was his name again? Brian. Brian, and he uh, goes, "Oh, this is Madeline. This is my ex-husband, Fraser." Your ex-husband. And he shakes his hand, smiling, but he's like, you're ex-husband, you're joking, right? And he goes, she goes, now God is. <laughs> Honestly, they're both, they're both awkward. Fraser and Fraser more so is a bit awkward. It's awkward. Oh. And there's this whole sequence of them saying, oh, well, he, well, he does this, well, he does this and all that. Yeah. And then... Fraser becomes incredibly awkward. Yes, so it's and, a tired episode. And, and breaks a little. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. And, and weirdly... The, the, the two people that they're with are trying to be friendly but they end up making it more awkward by by offering the four of them to eat for dinner yeah and then uh, later on it comes and come back to the room and Frasier is going mental like you see that guy sawing off like he had to climb that tree there are three on the ground <laughs> yeah he's he's quite clearly focusing more on the on, on the them. dealings between his ex-wife and her partner rather than what he should be focusing on his relationship and his uh, holiday with Madeline yes the reason they were there is them to be together. Yeah, and he's he's and completely to, ignoring her. Yeah, and he's trying. She's trying to calm him down, and like he, it's you know, but she goes for a because she feels all sandy from being on the beach and all yeah. that. He's waiting, and he thinks, and he thinks he can hear. Yeah, with, his um, paranoia gets the best. He thinks of him. he can hear them next door. You're like, look, look, making love in there. I can hear everything exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, well, if that if that's what he he remembers their sex life being. His his marriage must have been like. A hoot. Yeah, it must have been a hoot. I got to use that word yeah. in that way. It must have been a hoot. It's a good word, isn't it? It is. Yes. <laughs> hoot. Hoot. 
But yes. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah. So he thinks uh, so he pretends that he and Madeline are yeah, it, as well, and he starts banging against oh, the wall. Oh well, first he starts bouncing on the bed and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah," and then he stops uh-huh. to hear something else, and he kind of goes, "Damn, she can give a good and gets." So he st- like you say, he starts to grab the fucking this wooden bed frame, just banging, banging it, it off the wall, going, "Oh yeah, ah, oh, ah." And, oh, oh. and then not only does Madeline walk out and see him doing this, but also it transpires. That they were never in the room to begin no, with. No, and all three of them come and see him at like and a mental place. walk by the door and you see, because it's a clear glass door. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you can see him in this. Like, you see him, he looks awkward when he sees her, but then when he looks over and sees them, his immediate eyes of, ah. I think it's a little more extreme when, ah. Yeah, he's like, like, oh. Like, his face, his facial, he's like, while I'm like, ah. Like, he realises just how much he's fucked up. <laughs> Or just how weird he actually yeah. looks. And then that's to him being back in his booth. And he's uh before we go before we go, I'd like to send this private message to Madeline, your fellow would like to apologize for your behaviour, but you left the island before you had a chance. You won't return my calls. Mm-hmm. Is there any of my messages? And he's like and they go and they send it to Chopper Dave and then uh, Rose goes, She'll call, you think so? She doesn't she doesn't deserve you if she doesn't call back after that message. And uh, she let on the bill from the hotel. Ah, oh, well, I guess they did have to charge me for the whole week. That's for the bed you trashed. <laughs> for bamboo! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he gets this guy, Dave or something. His name is Yusana Paul admit And before you can really get into the guy's issue, he gets told that Madeline's on the other line. Yeah. He passes it over to Ross so he can take the call for Madeline. He goes, and he goes, Ed and Rosal, uh, okay, what's your problem? Um, I'm this issue. You know, I think you made more money in my life, but I'm doing better at the law firm. <laughs> and she's just, sorry, you can't park out, like, go on. <laughs> like, potential man. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> See if this drought may be over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nick gets to the house, and they're all getting ready to leave, uh, Martin, Niles, and Daphne. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, Maris and a Bali thing, and... Daphne goes, oh, oh, we dreamed of being in the valley when I was a girl. So did Maris. Poor thing could never jump high enough to do all the de- do all the choreography. <laughs> so she's going to be a ballerina? No, she, no, but she's the non-dancing part, but it's a vital role. She plays the bridge operating troll. But don't want to be late. I do. Those dancers, those Russian dancers died in those tight suits, I don't know where to look. And Daphne <laughs> goes, that reminds me, I need me binoculars. Hmm. And uh, Peter's like, why are you all still here? And like, don't worry, we'll be on plenty of time. I made a complete fool of myself and Borbo <laughs> and they're talking about other family like Camden and all that and uh, Daphne goes don't worry women are very can be very forgiving especially after that, that sweet thing you tell on the radio that's why they call us the ferret now let's go watch some Russian studs dancing immediately <laughs> <laughs> switch the door and then the door, they open the door as they're leaving they see and I'm like oh hello we were just leaving <laughs> like don't worry and Daniel goes don't worry you kids we'll be out all night Yes, and then Mark goes, you know, what is it, what's it like, you know, the ballet, and then the inevitable discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when apparently, he was apparently really into offer John Mahoney in real life. Yeah, it was um, John Mahoney who taught David, David Pierce, Pierce about wine and opera. Yeah. Because it was actually quite an enjoyment of those. Yeah, I think we talked about it in the episode uh, when, when, the, when he, we found out he sadly passed away. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, everything that David Hyde Pierce learned about wine and opera... He learned from John Mahoney. Uh, weirdly, I see on my Facebook the other day, 
came up memories and with a podcast I posted and I'm pretty sure that's the same podcast where we talked about the death of Tom Mahoney yeah so, I mean, that's been nearly a year since he yeah and still still missed a very daily miss yes definitely. Yeah. so yeah Madeline comes in and uh, she's, she's in essentially lets to put the whole thing behind him she presents her range of events things are like you went a bit you had a bit of a mad moment when you, by we, going to your ex-wife we went there and you seen your ex-wife and you reacted badly, extremely badly. <laughs> but that's what I've got in my head. So let's see if we can move on from this. To say what all he wants is a picture of my face, and I guess he goes, "Oh, you guess which one I want first. So he kisses, and he goes, "Guess again." This <laughs> <laughs> is a good one on her part. But I'll, I'll like the fact that even through mm. Fraser's insanity, yeah. she's still willing to give him a chance. Yeah. I, think, I think she could. I think she's slightly answered because she's divorced and she realised that seeing his ex there probably... Broke him. Yeah. So she's like, sorry, when, when, when she's got reassurance that they are done and she's on the other side. Yeah. The she's like, she's like, we only, we only see each, he's like, we only see each other. In matters of our son. Our son, yeah. And it's like, so I think she's well more understanding in that situation than she is in a, in a wee bit. But when they're, as they're sitting on the couch, then Eddie comes over and Fraser hadn't seen him. Yeah. She sees goes, what's your name, little fella? Promise you won't laugh. And she's like, she's points and like, oh, <laughs> his name is Eddie. Excuse me, I'm going to put this guy back where he belongs. And she's just putting him on the balcony and like, nah. <laughs> he, knows, he knows his dad would be. So annoyed at him. I gave you a signal of throwing him over the body balcony. Probably. You want Fraser? Uh, so yeah. And then uh, the door goes and Alan like, she pants her that and she gets it and she, and she, she kind of gets a freezer reaction she almost then sees the love so like, oh my god. Yeah. And... Don't you live in Boston? Yeah, she tries to explain, but unfortunately Madeline goes, nah, I cannot deal with this shit. Like, like yeah, cause basically she's playing, we, we have an agreement where we'll make time each other for us, there's something important to say or yeah. discuss. She's like, I'm here on a layover. And joined by, here's your secret, uh, signature Mai Tais. I'm assuming Mine you are too. Stick. And I'll start that again, shall I? Or mm-hmm. do you want to do it? Yeah, she's like, I'm here on a layover. And judging by Fraser's famous mangle on a stick, <laughs> so are you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it good when I watch the episodes too? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, of course it is, because it's more helpful. <laughs> you think it would piss me off, but it doesn't. Anyway, she leaves and then... I don't think it pisses you off. Oh, well, you said the last time, like, oh, will piss you off by watching and making notes, like, what, you want to help me? Yes, I do. They kept like seeing this person in office. I'm gonna really annoy you because I did the dishes. I tidied. <laughs> like being helped. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it anymore. But anyway, yes. Yeah, and then so he like she goes and sits on and uh, Martin's lazy. No, what is that again? No, she easy sits chair. on the easy chair. Yeah, she sits on the easy chair, and the man go then Fraser can't see. She all he sees is the hair in the coat. Yeah. Although, she has very different hair. I don't think Fraser's really looking at the time. I think he's had his horny goggles on. Probably. So he, he turns off the light, and... This is what I meant earlier, but... Some of these lines... Well, <laughs> one of these lines was good. This one was not. Go on. I really don't want to, but okay. He said, put that anger down, my dear. Did I actually taste the forbidden... <laughs> and then she, she stands up so you can tell, like, he's going to go mental. Yeah. And, he's, and then she stands up and you're like, ah, What have you done with Madeline? <laughs> She left. <laughs> like, well, like, I could come. Oh, she also said, like, I could come if you want to Madeline. I feel like I could come back in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Rage, are you mad? Mad? Why should I be mad? I'm gonna carve out that little bit, little bit of happiness. There you are. <laughs> oh, it was about a little on where he went. How, how did you, how you have known that Lilith would be in Bora Bora? Other than the seas churning and all the birds flying away. <laughs> and so he's like, he's, he's going mental, like, oh, you've, and you've ruined it and everything, and like, you're always there and shit like that. Like, yeah. And she's meant, and she's getting married. And she, like, Brian asked, do you want to stop over in Vegas and get married and all that? And she's like, and Fraser's like, oh, well, so am I. <laughs> really? Yes. The metal. Really? She rushed out of your office for someone who's getting married. She had to buy a dress. <laughs> and I feel like, like he's just being silly because like yeah. he, he wanted to be the one that moved on first yeah then and not her and but at the end of the day he's still happy for her yeah because she come, she basically came for his blessing and like, she, like, so, so she still does care like she wouldn't do it if he wasn't okay with it yeah but, and they also he gives her the okay and, like, and they hug and they walk in they miss again thinking Madeline like <laughs> looks like they've made up and then turns around and, and Martin all shoots he's still <laughs> I think it'll be the running team where every time someone sees Lilith, they overreact. Yeah. Oh, Lilith. And I'm surprised. And, uh, and I was like, how's Bora Bora? I've seen you looking so tanned. <laughs> and that's where I go, what she looked like in winter. I think one of my favourite Daphne and Lilith altercations was the one where she shook hands with Lilith. <laughs> and she's like, I shook hands with that woman, I lost all feeling in my arm. How long are you dead? You're still Monday. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be dead. No, I'll be here till Sunday. I'll be dead by Saturday night. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was, and uh, Lil's getting, Lil's just talking about telling me she's getting married. To? <laughs> to who? To someone else. And Mark goes, oh, oh, thank you. He, he drops the key, he runs <laughs> like, Congratulations. <laughs> I just love Mark that. Lil's getting married. To who? To? Well, so, someone else. Oh, thank God. Congratulations. How terrified he seemingly is of her. Yeah. Him who was a cop for years, probably <laughs> seen all these seen homicides and all that, and yeah. shot out by people, and yeah, he's scared of her. Yeah, yeah. And she shows you the power of woman. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Uh, there's the where, where, where are you getting married tomorrow in Vegas? Oh, that's wonderful. You said to poke because it's your second marriage. You said to poke fun at by getting married in the techiest place imaginable. Brian's family lives in Vegas. Well, good, yeah, someone show you the museums. <laughs> then outside they're chatting and like, that, uh, he says, what are you going to do now? And she he went, I'm going to try to spit things over Madeline and like, she seems worth it, Fraser. And he says, like, maybe I'll take her back to Bora Bora, lay on the full I do, I do tend to lay on that bed now. <laughs> and, but they uh, cut to the end. Uh-huh, and there's something, they said as love gets in the elevator or something like that, and I can't remember it. Something heartfelt, no doubt. I don't know, I think maybe it's... I have no idea. Okay, okay. Good. And, uh, yeah, because the end of Battle War, it seemed like it almost exactly the same as it was at the mm. end of part one. They, but it said seeing Lilith, he sees fucking Diane, who could probably be the, the only person worse than seeing yeah, Lilith. But he wakes up, he's having, he he's having a dream, like, I had a horrible dream. And he looks over to double check, there's no one across there, like, <laughs> across the way, like, thank God it's you I'm here with, and turns out it's Niles, he's there. <laughs> I mean, I have all week to analyze Dream Fraser. For now, there's a giant bug in the bathroom. And Fraser takes off his shoe and goes in. And then <laughs> the credits are him trying to get the bug. He can't see, he's just over the going, Yeah. Yeah. Where would you give part two? Because I would actually give part two part more, two. Of a, more of a thumbs in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I think so part one is more sh- stronger than part two. Yeah. Maybe, Com- maybe. Combined, they're both 
you know. A middling but, to, a high middling to up yeah, as a yeah, whole, because part whole. one is stronger than part two, because part two, you said, but Fraser being very awkward and kind of Lenny's kind of insecurities about his ex wife. Yeah. You know, or yeah. insecurities, for lack of a better word, to kind of get to him. And that, Which yeah, is very on Fraser like. Yeah. And kind of. Like you said, kind of maybe it shows the parallel that she makes an act in a way he wouldn't not act normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've talked for nearly an hour and a half. I think there's not much else to say. We've finally got through it. We had a good discussion about Ollie and you had a good rant. At, uh, yeah, we had we had a good show. I really, really put up the show, I believe. Uh, I believe it's your choice for our song this week, Paul. Okay. Well, uh, my choice for a song this week <laughs> will be... Hmm. Take it uh, by all means. Take your fucking time. Okay, yeah. Bradley by Cold Chamber. Okay, that'll be my song. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. Uh, before we go, over, make sure you can uh, follow us on Twitter at SPL. We can get you. It's got more than Paul does not have Twitter. You want to get our Facebook page? Like our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com forward slash Ramblin Podcast. Get us on all good podcasts and sites. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, I believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Podbean, all the good ones. Look us up on Anchor, and I'll take you, I'll provide you with links to all the platforms we are available. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, next week we will have me probably talking about a lot about my trip to Blackpool. I look forward to it. Yes. And we'll be back on a all well, a reasonable time because, like, with the interviews and all that, and coming back from New Year and all that, we've uh, things have been kind of. Little skew. Little skew. They've been put out of order and all that. But like we are. Going in, in terms of episodes going up, but. But we are steadying the yeah. ship. So then we go on Sunday or Monday and you let me know which one it was, the event. Or sorry, don't tell me because I'll know. I'll be the one that posted it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been talking for too long. Yeah. It's, so, getting, yeah. To, it's getting to him now. I hope you've enjoyed the Overback Pool if you went to like I did or if you just watched it on the network. But yeah, that's all from us. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.